All right, we are rolling. Sweet. Hello. <laughs> Welcome back. What's happening? Woo. All right. How you doing? How have you been? It's okay, Money. It's the future where you at. I know. Yeah. So it's the future currently right now residing Durham, North Carolina. What? What? <laughs> what is what is he doing all the you, way over there? You worshiping you worshiping the devil out there? A blue no, devil? Sir, we're out here trying to change, trying to make this North Carolina. Uh, trying to see what it's all about. See what it's see what it's what it has to offer. So, uh, as most of you know, you know, uh, I was supposed to get married in June. Didn't really happen. But I still helped my fiance move out to North Carolina. She's starting her uh, master's program out here. Actually. Um, in a couple of days on Monday. So on August 10th will be your first day of school. And Ooh. so, you know, here we go. Two at, years. It's going to be quick. <laughs> at, at the illustrious Duke University, right? That's right. Yeah, that's yeah, definitely true. Yeah, go Blue Devils, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I am out here worshiping Satan. <laughs> I mean, I Darn guess it. the blue version is better than the red version. I don't know. And I hear that he's a little bit less harsh and like a little bit, you know, he would only tempt Jesus two times uh, instead of three. Yeah, so sweet. I heard he's a little bit less caliente <laughs> <laughs> well well um today we're gonna have some fun we're gonna we're gonna uh try to do some theology and probably and uh, mess it up and so yeah so our professors sure. um they can blame themselves for not teaching us <laughs> well enough or that's exactly right <laughs> or i've just forgotten everything that they've taught me in the past yeah. few years but anyways we're so this is actually, um, I put out on Facebook, I just put a post yes. and it was, what do you guys want to hear a podcast on? And only one person responded. And so she, she's one of our classmates. So she, yes. she went to the awesome Franciscan School of Theology. And um, so we have Nancy whoop, whoop. to thank for our topic, which is um, Franciscan um or the way of beauty in the franciscan tradition yes um, so yeah we're gonna do our best at this we kind of have a framework and yes. um come holy spirit yeah. for sure <laughs> holy spirit will lead the conversation yes <laughs> um, and so if we lay astray <laughs> we are sorry yeah so um i guess what we wanted to do was um, start with Francis of Assisi's um, Canticle of Brother Son. Um, it's known by other names like Canticle of the Cre Creatures. The creatures. Um, but so I guess I'll I'll give it a read, and maybe Kerwin uh, can do a little uh, some contextual background info on the Canticle. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'd love to do that. I could also read it in Italian if you'd like me to. I have the Italian version here. Just put yeah. you on the spot there. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, you know. so did you know that it, that, that, uh, it says Laudato Si a lot in it? Uh -huh, that's... Which is like, this is super cool because then I was like, oh, man, isn't there like something that Pope Francis wrote called Laudato Si? Yeah, C? that's where he got the name was Praise, I know. praise Be to You. Praise be to you. Yeah. So let's let's jump into this. Um, if you mm -hmm. want to like go on Google or 
maybe maybe I'll do that thing where we'll put a link in the show notes to the canticle. Whoa. <laughs> Getting real crazy fancy. here. <laughs> so, like those other podcasts, um, yeah. as in all of them ever. But here we go. Um, so this is the canticle of creation or canticle of brother's son from Francis of Assisi. So most high, all-powerful, good Lord, yours are the praises, the glory, the honor, and all blessing. To you alone, most high, do they belong, and no man is worthy to mention your name. Praise be to you, my Lord, with all your creatures, especially Sir Brother Son, who is the day and through whom you give us light. And he is beautiful and radiant with great splendor and bears a likeness to you, most high one. Praise be you, my Lord, through sister moon and the stars in heaven you formed them, clear and precious and beautiful. Praise be to you, my Lord, through brother wind and through the air, cloudy and serene and every kind of weather through which you give sustenance to your creatures. Praise be you, my Lord, through sister water, which is very useful and humble and precious and chaste. Praise be you, my Lord, through brother fire, through whom you light the night, and he is beautiful and playful and robust and strong. Praise be you, my Lord, through our sister mother earth, who sustains and governs us and who produces varied fruits with colored flowers and herbs. Praise be to you, my Lord, through those who give pardon for your love and bear infirmity and tribulation. Blessed are those who endure in peace, for, for by you, most high, they are, shall be crowned. Praise be you, my Lord, through our sister bodily death, from whom no living man can escape. Woe to those who die in mortal sin. Blessed are those whom death will find in your most holy will, for the second death shall do them no harm. Praise and bless my Lord and give him thanks and serve him with great humility. Wow. <laughs> Good stuff. Good yeah, stuff, we'll Frank. let that sink in for a little bit, man. Frank, he always coming in clutch. So, so, so powerful, right? So, like, as um, as we read it, was as you know, if you were able to follow along, uh, or if you're just hearing the actual podcast, it we see how in this canticle, Francis, you know, he tells us about the different creatures and creations and elements, and and he uses them so that we're able to reflect on their beauty and the strengths and the blessings, not necessarily that they, that they themselves emit, but that, that comes straight from God. Right. And so I think that's one of those things that uh, this, this canticle does for us is that it opens up our mind to be able to, to, to take that time to see the beauty of things. And at times uh, it, it can be difficult, especially when we look at some of these different um, elements and, you know, can, they they can elicit like negative emotions sometimes uh, mm -hmm. because of like their their power of destruction, 
but it's it's this strength and this beauty that all comes from God. And so there's it takes that time for us to reflect and see uh, what what is being put out there, right? And so um, what I'll do now is I'm going to go ahead and give you just a little bit of like a chronological like uh, explanation of the different stages that like is are considered in in the creation of this canticle. And again, this comes from um, the Francis of Assisi early documents, volume one. So from the saint, this comes directly from page 113. So if you have that and you want to look it up, or um, if you are interested in like some other resource that you can look at to kind of give you some more uh, deeper understanding of the canticle, that you can you can use that, right? But we'll put it um, in the show notes. <laughs> we'll put it in the show. <laughs> yeah, and so. Um, we look at, at, at this canticle as kind of as, as, as a poem, right? And so we, we, we assign it verses, whether those verses were there initially, we don't know, right? Just like mm-hmm. how in the Bible, yeah. we don't know. <laughs> uh, but uh, if you if you What break do you each mean that these... the title above right. chapter 3 of Genesis <laughs> isn't, wasn't, wasn't ordained by God to be the fall? <laughs> right, no, seriously. <laughs> That's always, it's, I always wonder, like, how, who decided? <laughs> it's like, all right, yeah. right here. This is where number 12 starts. I was yeah. like, that has to be, like, such a hard job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So e- there's 14 vor- uh, verses in this canticle. And um, we see that uh, verses 1 through 9 focus primarily on, on uh, Francis' uh, a composition of, like, the elements and on uh the, the the creatures right whereas uh when we look at verse 10 and 11 and um verses 10 and 11 focuses more on um what the human component of of god's uh creation is supposed to do right so um and in here he is influenced more by events that were happening right and so again we get this from the document that i referenced earlier and so it's this idea that there was a a a quarrel between um the civil and religious authorities in assisi and so what saint francis does is he's like you know what he sends out at this point he's very ill and so he sends out a couple of of his followers right brothers and he says and please go and sing these two verses to them and it's the ones that that focus primarily on Bless on those who endure in peace, for by you, most high, shall they be crowned, right? So it's like this notion of what it, what what our approach is as human beings to do, right? Like we see what the elements do to please and to praise God, right? Sun, he's, he provides the day, he provides light, the moon pre, uh, provides um, a heavens, right? And the stars and its oppression, it's beautiful, the wind. Uh, it's serene, right? Mm-hmm. And so, as humans, like our, you know, our notion is to be able to endure, right? To be in peace. And then um, he composes his final verses near near his deathbed, right? And so, this is very close to the point where he's 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 being welcomed into the kingdom of heaven. And then we conclude the canticle with what seems to be uh, a repetitive verse that could have been used throughout the entire canticle after every single uh verse Mm but uh but you know it's still it's very unclear right we're not there we don't know i can't ask him himself but and so we see how this this is a refrain that could have been used after 
each uh, verse in, in the entire canticle. But that's kind of just a little bit of more of a context of you know breaking down the canticle in that in that aspect. Yeah, and I I think one um, like a reflection on the canticle is that um, when you look at what Francis is talking about with all the things in creation um, that the animals and the trees and fire and water and the moon, the stars and the sun and the earth itself, they all give praise to God mm. just by being what they are and they do what they're supposed to do. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's just like, <laughs> yeah. And, but then when it comes to us, like, we're the only things in creation that don't do what God mm. created us to do. And so Francis is kind of like showing us and um, like these are things that human beings do that give praise to God by, um, by pardoning people, by mm. um, bearing infirmity and tribulation. Um, by enduring in peace so like referencing back to that bishop and the civil authorities who are quarreling like right. if you can solve your differences in a peaceful manner then you give praise to god when you do that right um so it's all it's all this everything is kind of uplifted in a voice of praise to god except for us Right, yeah. Can you imagine, like, like Brother Squirrel just walking, just looking at us and just, like, shaking his head and be like, man, you guys are messing this up. Like, you have one job, man. Yeah. Just, I'm you up see in this, how I'm doing what I'm yeah. supposed to do? <laughs> like, I'm just you, up in this oak tree Yeah, my acorns. Yeah, you guys over do. here yelling at You're each just, other. Yeah, like, just yelling, yeah. quarreling, getting upset because you don't have enough shiny rocks. Like, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's that's like a good reflection on even I think it's from Matthew seven. It's either Matthew five or seven, but where uh -huh. uh, where Jesus says, like, look at the birds of the air, look at the flowers of the field, like God's got their back. Yeah. So chill out. Right, right, <laughs> like, right. You like you can trust that God has you. Like, don't worry about like tomorrow's problems. Because, right. like, the bird doesn't, the squirrel doesn't, the flowers mm -hmm. don't, and God takes care of them. And you mm -hmm. are more precious to God than right. they are. And God right. will take care of you. Like, so. It's like. Yeah. So true. Every <laughs> time I read that, it's just like, or I hear that, it's just like, because like, you forget, right? Like, you're just like, oh, like, when you hear it, like, you're just like, yeah, for sure. But then, like, you know, some time goes on or, you know, it's not till the next cycle that you hear it and. And then you hear it again, you're just like, oh, man, that's so true. It's like, and it's mostly when, like, you want to take control of everything, right? And you're just like, you just, you just, like, just got to let it go. Yeah, yeah. I love how, I think, um, in verse 14 of the canticle, like, the very last word of the whole thing, mm -hmm. I think, sums up, like, what it means, like, the key element to having your mind set on, like, mm -hmm or having the right attitude to recognize um, how to praise God. And that's 
praise and bless my Lord and give him thanks and serve him with great humility. Mm. And we can't, like, yeah. you can't endure in peace if you're egotistical. Like, you have right. to have a bit of, like, if we're going back to that example of, like, the bishop and the mayor or whatever fighting, like, you can't, like, sink your heels into the ground and not budge. You, there has to be a level of humility to endure mm -hmm. in peace, to to have, like, a little give and take. And I think that's, I mean, that's, I think, the essential um, underpinning of the whole gospel is, or the whole gospel message is humility. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And once, and like, uh, when, when I first read this, the first time I read through it, like what really got me was, uh, was when Francis talks about sister water, mm -hmm. right. Who is very useful and humble and precious and chaste. Right. And so it's just like, you know, we water is such a big thing in the Bible. Like it's so, so big. Yeah. I mean, we see it in the beginning, right. Where there's just like chaos and abyss and everything. And then uh, we see God just say, like, you know, we're going to go ahead and create this. And so then, or we see Jesus and he's like, you know, he's walking on the water. He tells the storms to calm down, right? And so, like, his dominion over it and how humble this is. And so we get we get the, the notion of how powerful, you know, water is and how, like, this. And then yet, you know, it's still humble, yeah. right? And so um, I think... Um, I think that, that that in it by itself is, is beautiful. And um, St. Bonaventure talks about humility uh, in his, um, in, in a, a couple of his writings, right? But like in, in, in this writing specifically is uh, the holiness of life. So right, it's when he writes this letter. And so uh, on it, he talks about humility and he talks about like, um, and it's such a, I have to see if I can pull it up because uh, it, it has to be on here where it talks about so i'll do my best to summarize from what i remember but pretty much it says is like how can us as human beings not be humble and like puff our chests so highly when the head of the body is yet so humble right so the head talking about jesus it's like how can the body be so puffed and like crazy mm. when it's like the head is so humble and it's like it just it you know it just like it, when I would and I hear that repeatedly in my mind too when I when I and I'm just like yeah like how is that like that, that's crazy that out of out of nowhere we we think of like oh because of me or because of my actions or yeah. because of this right it's like oh it's got nothing to do with you like mm -hmm. you're only a vessel to be able to help disseminate God's love you know so like your action had nothing to do like with that it's just like it's yeah yeah. humility what a great <laughs> virtue yeah yeah that's I, I remember having like um just like working in ministry like to actually come in with like some semblance of a mind of like all right how do i approach ministry how do i like act mm -hmm. like how do i like show myself as Christ or let Christ shine through me right. to the people I serve. And I've had to like make this lesson to people that like, maybe there's some like little quarrel going on among parishioners. Mm -hmm. And I like say to one of them, who's 
like obviously offended by the situation mm-hmm. and i say well it, our example that we need to follow here like as leaders is jesus and just think of the thing think of the blames that jesus took on like and the, mm. like yes. what what did he endure even though it wasn't his fault and so it is kind of my point was like even if you're completely right in this situation yeah just humbly say that you're wrong or mm-hmm. and maybe not to that maybe not that hyperbolically but to just mm-hmm. say to to just be able to take on the blame right that way we can move on that way grace can abound and i feel like that's Mm -hmm. the example in the cross is that like jesus takes all of our sinfulness everything that we've done Mm -hmm. and he says i it's all on me and then through that action he can wash it away and so i think that's a good way to like approach situations in life is to like what does it what does it matter who's right and wrong when it's yeah petty things <laughs> right exactly yeah it's like at this point like it's so small like in the grander things right as like how why yeah. does it matter if like if this was your parking spot or not because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you'd be surprised <laughs> parking is a big issue <laughs> yeah you know so yeah so. that's my pew no one sits yeah, in that exactly. pew but yeah, me. Like, I made my gala donation. <laughs> That's <laughs> my pew. But, so, yeah. So, we, what we want to do now is to, like, take this Franciscan idea of beauty and, like, building on the canticle to look at two of um, Franciscan theologians. Um, so, we're going to, first, we're going to, like, break things down of, like, the beauty of creation and um, through Bonaventure's lens and like how we can relate to and love God. And then we'll look at um, beauty of moral action um, through the lens of SCOTUS. So I'm going to, yes. I'm going to pitch it back to, to K Dog for holy guacamole, it's already my turn again. (laughs) Unless you want me to start on vestiges, (laughs) vestiges. I mean, I can do vestiges. Yeah, Google defines vestiges as (laughs) so. Yeah, so when, um when we were, you know, texting back and forth, and you t- you told me that you wanted to talk about beauty, I kind of was like, oh man, like I don't know what I want to talk about. Like, I knew that I wanted to use, you know, the writings of Saint Bonaventure, and so you know, it was just it was going out for a run, listening to a couple of his writings, and and um, during this, he he talks about uh, so you know the the specific one that I'm that I'm going to be using or referencing today is is Bonaventure's work. Uh, the mind's road to God, right? So, and then in this in this particular um, uh, in in this writing, he talks about uh, how to um, like the different stages to ascend to God. Uh, in his reflections on the trances of the universe, he talks about uh, how uh, we are sensible to the world. 
uh, how we should be aware of the natural powers, about the gifts of grace. Um, he, he allows us to reflect on the divine unity of the primary name. And so then, and then he, he concludes, you know, his writings with uh, the most blessed Trinity and then how to reach a mental mystic, uh, and mystical elevation. But for, for, for this, I want to focus primarily on his first chapter and where it talks about uh, the, uh, the stages of, uh, uh, in the ascent to God and his reflections on the, tra- uh, on the traces of the universe, because on it, it, it gives us, um, this notion of, of, of a threefold approach. And so when, when I was, you know, running and listening to it, I was like, what, like, what, like, this sounds like amazing. Like what, what, what is it about? Right. And I think it lends itself to beauty very well because, mm-hmm. What it does is it talks about um, it talks about how we are able to see beauty in in, a, in three different lenses in, a, in an external lens, in an inward lens, and then in uh, in a lens that is above above itself, right? So, like, what does that mean, right? So, external body, right? So, it's where we're able to see it, right? We're able to sense it, like there's this animality or sen- uh, sensuality to it, right? That you're able to see. Uh, whereas when he talks about um, the second lens where we look inward uh, and into itself, right? This is where we look at it as like a spirit, right? Like the spiritual component of it. And then when we look um, the third, the third lens is above itself. And this is where, you know, we're recalled to the mind. And so this is where it's like, this is the divine component of it. This is what is, what is, uh, uh, not necessarily tangible, right? Or inside, right? It's just like a, like a, how we explained it last time, like a mystery, right? Mm-hmm. Like we, we, it's, there's no end to it. There's more than what we can fathom or gather. And so, uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Just like it, it's that like trans transcendental or is mm-hmm. that the right? It, transcendent. Yeah. yeah. It's like above. <laughs> yeah. And so then with this, like, so using, using this, uh, using that, uh, this, this threefold approach, we're able to see, um, how, how beauty becomes, uh, a vessel, right. For us to be able to, again, like maybe like reach out or, or, uh, fit into contemplation with God. And so when I was, when I was thinking about it, it's like, how, how can this actually work? You know, like how, is this something that that we can do? Like the first thing that that, that came to my mind was actually uh, a mirror, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, so it like it, in the writings of Saint Clair, she talks about how we need to polish a mirror, right? And how we need to look at the mirror, and what what should be reflected in that mirror shouldn't be necessarily be our own reflection, but the reflection of Christ in us, right? And so. Um, it's just like it's this notion of like we can use uh, th- this beauty to allow us to 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 enter into communion with Christ. So like looking at maybe like you know like if if you're a person that likes art or if you're a person that likes like crosses, right? Or if you're a person that likes handle whatever you might whatever in your like in your first trifold, right? In that first section of like where you're where it's external whatever you think brings beauty 
you can use that to help guide you, right? And so it'll take time, but well, what will eventually happen is like you'll see the beauty and then you'll focus on that second state, which is the the inside. Like what inside me, right? Is it that I'm perceiving that makes this so beautiful, right? And then once that stage is kind of like acquired, then we we, we look past that and into like, okay, like, there's this beauty that's out there, whether it be a rose or a painting or a cross. And I find it to be beautiful because of X, Y, and Z, right? And then taking it to the next step, which is the divine. But it, And so this is where it's just like, this is all beautiful because it's all a creation of God. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like, and this is why it's so truly beautiful, right? And making that mind-body connection, mind-body and spiritual connection. You know, it's it's... I thought like that was like that's great that's wonderful that's a great way to explain it so yeah yeah and I think he uses this word uh vestiges mm-hmm. and I think this was helpful for me like when I was looking at um the threefold way for Bonaventure and um because like so if you look at like a flower or a rock or a tree or an animal and that those are vestiges of God. And one way you could maybe think of it is like a ladder um, to God or, Mm -hmm. or a stairway to heaven. Right. (laughs) Um, But that there's something so innately good and beautiful about the flower or, um, about the tree or the rock that it lifts your mind to God, that there's something in it that is of God um, that puts you into that reflective um, state that Kerwin was talking about. And I think sometimes this can get the maybe more uh, knee-jerk fuddy-duddy people will be like he's like everything as a like as a pathway to god and then the, that's pan- pantheism and it's like mm-hmm. no no right, it isn't right. like because because pantheon pantheism is like saying that everything is god mm-hmm. where um we're talking about everything reflects the beauty of god or god mm-hmm. or how i I know I am not original enough to have thought of this. I can't remember who, where I read it, but just that like everything has God's thumbprint on it. Oof, that's um, nice. I like yeah. that. And so I, I hear a lot of different um, folks, at least the, the, the thinkers that I respect, <laughs> they'll say it's yes. not pantheism, it's panentheism. That it's not, it's not that God is everything, but that God is in everything. Um, so, and, and I think Bonaventure like connects it to the scripture passage of uh, to love God with your all your heart, all your strength. Um, and I'm fudging it right now, but. Love God with all your heart, your strength, your mind, your body, your soul. Just love God with all that you are. So mm-hmm. that's like when you see the thing, you bring it inside and you start to love God with your heart. And then you that goes up to that like um, transcendent beyond us is loving God with your mind. And 
Um, so it's like a true way to love God um, with your whole self. Um, so, yeah. Anything else to say on on our boy Bonnie when it comes to um, to beauty? <laughs> yeah, I guess like another like uh, just going back to this notion of vestiges. It's 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 I guess like sometimes it can be interpreted as like dissipating like things, right? But the way that St. Bonaventure tries to explain it is that these are traces that we were able to encounter Mm -hmm. with, 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 with God. Right. So it's not necessarily that, you know, God created and then he disappeared Mm -hmm. and then that's it. No, it's the notion that, you know, it's like, as I guess, like the way that you said it right now, right. As a, as a, that like that footprint, that thumbprint of like, hey, like this is this is the beauty of God, right? And so it's just like, it's not to just it's not just considering the work, right? But also knowing the artist. It's just like you see the beauty in everything that's created. Mm-hmm. And so there's just there's this notion of constant interaction and uh, being in relation with God. Yeah, and I I just thought of uh, I think it's. I picked it up from Merton, but that mm. you have every single situation and every single thing you encounter in your life, like mm. without exception, is God trying to get your attention in some way. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So, That's... like, the the rain outside of Kerwin's window right now, like, what is God mm-hmm. trying to tell Kerwin about? through that rain shower (laughs) and like i i actually like was i think it was maybe a day after i read that and i was sitting outside Mm. and i and i've been obsessing over this for months now but this i was in the backyard with the kids were running around and i'm just sitting in a chair in this little like bug like maybe tiny beetle thing Mm -hmm. just it's just cruising by me in the dirt next to me and I'm looking at it and I think, what is God trying to tell me about this bug? (laughs) Or what is God trying to get across to me through this bug walking by me? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so I like put it in my journal and I, I ended that journal passage by saying, I'm not going to think about this too much. Because if I think about it and I overthink it, then I'm going to miss the point. Mm-hmm. Um, I later came back to it, and and I and I swear I've probably heard this somewhere else too. But what I came to the conclusion of with this bug is that God trying to sort of say like if if you can love this bug, then you can love me. Or it's like you can't love me fully until you love the tiniest thing that I've created. Mm. Um, mm. So I don't know if that was the point. I'll find out when I'm dead, I guess. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah, no, no, seriously, though, that, that's so true. Like, that's yeah. this uh, notion that God is always reaching out to us. It's just us taking that time. Can, to, to notice his hello. Can yeah. you, uh, can everybody tell that we were taught by Franciscans obsessing right, yeah. over little <laughs> tiny creatures walking by us? Um, oh, man. But so, kind of 
um or we could go to to scotty now if yeah if you're if you feel let's good. make it happen right. scotty yeah so <laughs> i want to build off so just as a, like a way to transition and build off that idea of vestiges and so this would be like maybe a melding of bonaventure and scotus's theologies um but scotus it, so if like every single thing has God's thumbprint on it or that everything has something innately um, good and divine about it that gives us the bil- ability to look at something as rudimentary and plain as a rock and allow it to lift our heart to God. Um, and so what Scotus, he has this idea of hakcheitas or Huxeity, um, I've heard it pronounced multiple ways, um, but basically it it translates to like um, I think like a hak in Latin is this, and so what he's saying is thisness. Mm-hmm. And I won't go super deep into it. I'll just do a like skim the surface, but it's that like God has like from all eternity divinely like created each individual um and that not that when like he saw when god thought of creating kerwin not that he's like i'm going to create this human being called kerwin is that like no i'm going to create kerwin so sort of so to speak that i'm going to create the individual or I'm going to create this tree that is going to be unlike any other tree, and it's going to be this tree. And it, so it goes for everything in creation that everything has thisness. And so that means that God takes the care to intimately know every single thing that's created. Um, I think you have like the passages from like Jeremiah, like, I knew you before you were born or before you were even like conceived in your mother's womb or like every single hair on your head has been counted like that intimacy of each and every person and each and everything's created nature and it kind of god bestows extraordinary dignity into every created thing and that is like a reason to rejoice and to look at things and when you see the rock and know that like god ordained for that rock to be that rock or for that that rock to be like whittled down from a boulder into a tiny oh. stone and yeah. s- over a million years in a creek like that that's exactly what god intended for it and you can look at that rudimentary rock and no, oh my gosh, like this is something beautifully created by the creator. Um, And so like, that's kind of a a very like surface level Hakcheity thisness that every single thing has inalienable, inalienable dignity to it. Yes. Every person, every created thing. and so to kind of build that, that, like, that's where we can experience beauty everywhere, that 
um, we can build this to those verses, um, what is it, 9 and 10, right, of the mm-hmm. canticle. Um, no, 10 and 11. 10 and 11, yeah. Of like, what do we do as human beings that um, gives praise to God? And so you, we could reflect on this um, in one sense through our moral action, that it's, it's the things that we do, it's the choices that we make that give praise to God. Um, it's not just the um, kneeling and um, singing praises at Mass. Like, yeah, that does give praise to God, but helping um, the least among us, like when, when Francis gives um, his cloak to the poor um, soldier or whatever, or when Francis kisses the lepers, Oof. like that, that action is beautiful. And so Scotus kind of um, breaks this down. And again, this is just a skimming. Um, it, it would have taken me like 10 hours to put together <laughs> the full philosophical <laughs> argument. Um, but um, it's kind of one of, like this idea of the law of love. And that we don't, and this is kind of, um, this is one of my favorite things is like, we get a obsession with like knowing. And I think that's kind of a danger today in American Catholicism. Oh is, yeah, for sure. The idea of if I know everything about the church and about my faith, then that makes me holy. Or if I can argue for the church that makes me holy mm-hmm. and I've done a good thing. And Scotus would say no to that. Um, yeah. And it's holiness is not measured by how much you know. Holiness is measured by how much you love. Um, and really yeah. the idea of like, I can know my way into holiness is actually Gnosticism. And that's a heresy. And our boy mm. P. Frank, he wrote a document a couple of years ago about this. And he's like, cut it out. Cut it. <laughs> Boy, you got to cut it. <laughs> because y'all out there are committing heresy. So chill. Cool your jets on the knowing. It's not bad to know, but it's better to love. Um, yes. And... So we can experience beauty when our actions are ordered to love. And that's um, really when we encounter particular situations. And I'm going to work this down and then I'm going to work it back up. But when we encounter particular situations, we can recognize what's going on and choose to do Um, what's good in any particular situation and every situation will be different so um, so when when I as a colonizer say some off-cuff racist things because I just I'm racist by the virtue of the color of my skin and K money he uh, refrains from punching me in the in the gut yeah (laughs) K-Money has chosen the good, and I have chosen 
the not so good. <laughs> the not so good. The not so bueno. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know, man. You're painting me on a good light. I don't think I'm referring to the not so bueno. <laughs> That's a good example. Proceed. Um, so, so when we encounter a situation and we choose to do the good in that situation, um, but first we are, and so that would be to orient our actions in harmony with God's will. Um, but that also requires to know what God's will is. And right. so Scotus kind of, he talks a lot about moral freedom and what, it, what does freedom mean? Um, and that's, he, he does have this reflection that perfect freedom would be to wholly and totally love God and would be to be choosing to love God. And that's kind of like a reflection of heaven is that we totally, we freely choose to love God with 100%, um, but we still have the choice to not do it. But right. the true full freedom is to be choosing that. And so... To we choose have, a love. Yeah, so we have to, like, if we're going to order our actions to God's will, to be in harmony with God's will, um, we need to know what God's will is. And I would say that takes formation of conscience. So that, I think, like, what we talked about with the triple way with Bonaventure, like, that's a way to form your conscience, is to sit in prayer, mm. reflecting on God and growing in relationship with God. Because when you get to know God, you can look at what's going on in your life and see where God is working. And that can influence your choices. Yeah. Um, and so to reverse it, so when we have a properly formed conscience, we can put our, our harmony, we can be in harmony with God's will and our decisions and our moral actions become more and more beautiful. Um, kind of like what with Francis of Assisi, like he went from being a knight who mm. wanted glory yep. in battle. That's so true. And mm -hmm. eventually he, he was very, he got humbled by like what he was in prison for like a year or something. Yeah. And he, so he was humbled and then his actions started to mold closer and closer to God's will. And you see that with him giving his cloak to the soldier with his experience with lepers. And I mean, my reflection is that that's how he gets the stigmata is that sure. he conforms his life so much to Christ's that he actually starts to physically take on the appearance like, of Christ. Yeah. These physiological characteristics, yeah. right? Of course. So, that, that's my little, my little SCOTUS thing on beauty. Man, you <laughs> definitely made that way understandable. Cause like, I remember you emailing me that and I was just like, no, <laughs> I have no idea what's going on here. You know, but I think, uh, yeah, man, you definitely placed it in a way where it's manageable and, and, and attainable and understandable. That's, 
awesome we could do the we could do a 10 parter on hot chaos if we want <laughs> yeah seriously <laughs> season three here we come <laughs> season three hot chaos <laughs> we should just rename the podcast thisness this this thisness i don't know cool well that's i don't know i i think that's what we got for yeah franciscan for sure. way of I mean, beauty yeah and i think that I, it was definitely something that is 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 sought after, right? Like, especially always, always beauty is always sought after, right? Mm-hmm. Beauty is always sought after, and uh, sometimes it's it's sought after in in in, in ways that don't necessarily uh, bring praise to God, right? And so I think uh, being able to reflect on that through you know um the the words of bonaventure and the words of scotus really allows us to be able to explore beauty now in a different in a different way right in a different realm and and see the beauty and as you mentioned you know the dignity in every single Mm -hmm. thing in this world like and it's and everything is like i don't know man like everything is so balanced that like god just really thought about everything you know what i'm saying where it's just like everything on this earth has a purpose like there mm-hmm. is not one thing here that doesn't have a purpose that he created you know and so it's just like it's it's amazing when you just start thinking about that right and we start thinking about like oh what's our purpose here then you know and it's like our purpose is to praise god mm-hmm. is to love god yeah verse that's we came that's from right. love we're going back to love yeah, with great humility. Yes. Serve them with great humility. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the that's the move. I would say that the reason why humility is because like God, like in uh, in Philippians where Paul says that Christ humbled himself and did not mm. consider equality with God as something to be grasped. And I love that word grasped because it's, it's what uh, the, the man and the woman did in the garden is mm. that they, they grasped at being like God. That was, yeah. that was the first sin was the serpent was like, <laughs> God knows if you eat that fruit that you'll be yeah. just like God. Yeah. And the woman's like, oh. And, oh. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's like, and so it's like, the first man and woman that sin um and we can it goes deeper than this but like it's this idea of grasping at being like god and humility is the opposite yeah. humility jesus shows us is letting go of being like god right. because yeah. it's in the act of letting go of being like god that we actually are like god Yep. Bam. What? (laughs) E equals MC squared. Snap. Mic drop. (laughs) Like what? That's that's the truth. It's like, and wow, that is a great reflection on the grasping both on each side of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. Let it go. Let it go. And we'll stop there because <laughs> copyright will get sued. Yes, that will, Disney is after us, specifically us, for sure. <laughs> They're going to hear this because they we're will. so They're popular. Because like, <laughs> we're so good. Cool. <laughs> They're like, that's it. Those nasty rhinos are making good money off my song. <laughs> we, we have made 93 cents on our uh, on season hey, one. Hey, dude, that's awesome. <laughs> that's <laughs> That is great. But, We're about to start. I mean, so 
what I heard is I can go ahead and put my down payment on my Lambo. That's what I heard. Yeah, <laughs> if it's if it's a Hot Wheels, it sure is. Yep, <laughs> you get monthly one hundred monthly payments of one one penny. One penny <laughs> plus interest. Plus, um, that's right. The, yeah. So, you got anything else to add today? King no, dog. I think I think that's it, man. Right, I think well, this is a great. You stay safe out there in. Thank you so much, North Carolina. Sure will. Yeah, We're out here. We're yeah. pushing. I'll be back in a couple of days. Yeah. Don't miss me too much, San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so you guys know where to check us out. I mean, the podcast is on Apple and Google and Spotify. Um, you can leave us a bad review um, mm-hmm. because. We are humble. Yeah. <laughs> Does saying that you're humble make you not humble? You know, that's it. I've always pondered that question. It's like, am I humble that I have to tell people that I'm humble? I'm so <laughs> humble that I'm going to let you go in line first. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, so rate and review the podcast. Tell your friends. Um, and you can check us out online. The website is nazarenosforlife.com. That's the number four. Number four. <laughs> uh, seamless garment for life. <laughs> and uh, it's also Nazarenos for Life, uh, or at Nazarenos for Life. That's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So. Nice, nice. Hit us up. Yep. Start that following. All, All right. right. <laughs> Nazarenos out. Out. <laughs>